0: I'm just one woman running an online gift store. Welcome to Women's Solopreneur Podcast, where you can learn weekly how to grow your business, how to be productive, keep it all together, and how to brand yourself during this crisis. We look forward to you joining us at Women's Solopreneur Podcast every week. Welcome to Women's Solopreneurs Never Settle. I am so excited about this episode. We have the highly energetic and dynamic Alana Schwartz, an international speaker, business paradigm shifter, and a mentor. Her deep passion is providing a framework for successful mission driven entrepreneurs and leaders to develop an invincible mindset and unlock their full potential she provides an ironclad strategies tools and techniques to empower entrepreneurs and leaders to scale phenomenal impact and income while creating financial time and freedom. She knows that what got business owners and leaders to where they are now isn't going to get them where they want to be. She solves business problems with a combination of neuroplasticity, business strategy, peak performance, quantum physics, and psychology, communication, and leadership development. Welcome. We are so excited to have you. Thank you so much, Paula. I'm thrilled to be here with you. Very good. Well, you have, you have so much to offer and so much value to bring. So what do you think is the biggest myth of entrepreneurship?
1: Well, that is a really great question and it's, you know, one that I experienced personally in my life. I'm going to tell you a little history first before I answer that and give you a little context. I started out before I was a mentor, coach, I started out as a lawyer in the music industry for 18 years and my career culminated as the executive vice president of the largest independent music company in the world, North American operations at the time. And one of the things that's very much part of the legal industry, even though I was in the music industry, and I see it in so many different professions, is this idea. We've been brainwashed to believe that if we work really hard, if we put in (laughs) all of those hours, that we'll finally be successful. And so people have been brainwashed to believe that they really have to work hard to create the level of success that they want. And honestly, I'm not going to say it's not going to take a lot of effort and energy and at times hard work, but it really isn't true. It's just a belief. It's just that. And when we understand that, when we understand what is actually really true is that we can have a lifestyle, we can enjoy our life and still create incredible success, it opens up a different level of freedom in our lives, of enjoyment of what we do, and it prevents people from getting burned out, overwhelmed, and just plain exhausted.
0: Yeah. And I think it is, I think people... Feel like they have to work. I mean, I, obviously, I'm not an attorney, but I have a lot of people in my life are. And, you know, the hours that they work are sometimes not always productive. Right. I mean, you know, they may be. Yeah. Working, you know, it's or you're staying late because the boss is around the corner, you know, and. You need to seem busy to do billable hours. And that's not just law. That's a lot of industries, you know? It it is a lot of industries. It is a lot of industries. And, you know, when I was
1: a lawyer, I was working 60 to 80 hours a week. And there's two studies that have been done. One is that we actually become inversely productive after working 50 hours a week. And then the second thing is that when they look at an average day of people working, Let's say people work an eight-hour day. They're actually only really productive three and a half to four of those hours. That means that they're distractive. They're not productive those other four hours. And if people would just learn how to utilize less time, more productively, more focused in a different level of energy, they'd get a lot more done in a lot less time.
0: Oh, and I, I I, believe that because I think there's like peaks in the day. I mean, I'm of course, I'm a mom, but too, I feel like there's times that I'm just much more productive. I work better, but then after a certain period of trying to do things, I just feel like I've come to a, you know, a, like a fault. Like I can't do anymore or I'm getting, you know, too sidetracked and distracted. And it's very interesting um, because it is a myth that you have to work long hours. Not to say that you're not going to um, when you become an entrepreneur, but there is a lot of things. So would you say that in entrepreneurship, you feel like the biggest myth is that people have to work 90 hours a week?
1: Yeah, for sure. That the people have to work really hard in long hours. Uh, And I, I do believe that really is the biggest myth of entrepreneurship. And then you look at people who are highly successful and a lot of them really promote that. You know, so, so when, yeah. when people are coming up and, and I've talked to a lot of people who think I can never have that level of success because I'm not willing to work that hard. I'm not willing yeah. to work 120 hours a week. And so if I'm not willing to work 120 hours a week, it means I can't have that level of success.
0: Yeah. And I think that's true. And I think people think, uh, you know, even people who have, you know, lies had seen, they're going out to practice on their own, whether it be a doctor or a nurse practitioner or a lawyer, you know, you one number one thing you hear, which they, I mean, look, they do, they're seeing people and everything, but you hear, I'm not willing to do that because I don't want to work 120 hours or I don't want to buy. I mean, sometimes it's other things, but you do hear that a lot. And I think people don't understand that, you know, sometimes just working smarter versus harder is the best thing, right? I mean, it's not- Yes,
1: yes, yes. I mean, there are some very, very strategic tactical things that I help my clients do to work less, but a lot of that comes from just a mindset shift as well. Because when you think about it, for example, the majority of people, I would say up to even 70% of people are in, in stress on a daily basis. And if you're even spending two to three hours collectively in stress during the day, that means that those two to three hours aren't really productive. And if you could turn that around and be in a state of flow for those two or three hours that you were stressed out, that you're unproductive, you'd get like, you know, four, five, six times more work done in that time frame.
0: Oh, so I believe,
1: yeah. right? So it's not just, I mean, part of it is working smarter, but part of it is working from a different state of being. And when you move out of stress, when you move into flow, you experience like literally, it feels like time expands.
0: Yeah. So that kind of, le- you know, why do you think women, I mean, I think I have a lot of opinions, but why do you think women don't achieve that work-life balance and their careers in entrepreneurship too, where they're just, you know, they come to a, they just look like, I mean, I, I attend a lot of women entrepreneur, you know, Zoom things. I did a few before that, but because I was a mom, it was very hard with the hours. And I will tell you that I feel like everybody is fatigued you know, they're Zoom fatigued, they're a T, they are sure. fatigued, they they do not feel like they have any balance in their life right now.
1: Yeah. 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 That's, that's really true. And, and again, you know, honestly, it really comes down to a, a mindset shift in that. I don't even like the word balance. You know, when I think mm-hmm. about a scale, for example, when one side's up, the other side's down, right? So it, right. it feels to me like one side's always winning and the other side's always losing. Rather than looking, when you're talking particularly to solopreneurs or people who have very small businesses, rather than looking at work-life harmony, work-life integration. You know, there are many mornings that I don't start my day working till actually 11 o'clock. On the days that I have my son as a single mom, I I do split him with my ex. And on the days that I have him, as soon as I have him, as soon as he's done with school, I really don't work. And so I've had to learn how to work differently. And part of that is, is exactly what we're talking about, you know, as it relates to believing that you have to work really hard. And there's another piece of it. I don't know if you've ever heard of Parkinson's law. Have you ever heard of Parkinson's? law? I have not, no. Okay. So Parkinson's law is the idea that work will expand for the time allotted it right? So if you have a project and you say, this is going to take me three days, then it will take you the three days. But if you say, I have this project and I have to get it done in an hour and a half, you will magically get it done in in a day. I mean, a, a day and a half, not an hour and a half, a day and a half. You will magically get it done in a day and a half. And so part of it is that work does literally expand for the amount of time that we give it. And people tend to give it a lot more time than they really should. And they have so many more distractions. They're not focused. You know, again, they're going back to stress. They're in a state of stress, so they can't be protected. When you're in a state of stress, you are literally, your sympathetic nervous system, not parasympathetic, your sympathetic nervous system is activated. And it means you're in fight, flight, or freeze. And when you're focused on survival of making sure um, in not the literal sense, but in the figurative sense that you don't get eaten, that you survive, you can't be creative. You can't, can't be solution oriented you don't receive inspiration and so much of that is so important to ensure that we create that level of harmony that level of integration in our lives and it's hard to be integrated when you're just focused on whether it be keeping you yeah. know your bills paid whether it be keeping your business
0: going whatever it is Yes, I totally agree. And that's most women solopreneurs, entrepreneurs are, you know, especially in the beginning years, you're just, you know, you're like, how am I going to pay the bills? How am I going yes. to? And if you're a single mom, then, you know, like it's you bringing the bread and butter, in. Yes. you know, it's nobody yes. else. Yeah. And I talked to a lot of people that have said, you know, I've went back to work, I'm no longer doing this business, because, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with the economy. And they live in this fear of, you know, and I mean, I'm in, look, I'm not in a situation where I should, I'm not, you know, condemn them. What I'm saying is I see it so much where their mindset is just given up, you yeah. know? And I mean, that's not to say that stress isn't there and that their problems are very much so real, but I think that even our society, whether we realize it enough, I mean, I was walking today and, and somebody said, to, I, you know, I heard, I heard these two ladies talking and she's like. I just don't think I can take another moment of this. I'm not going to be able to get through this. They're going to close public schools next week, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't even want to hear this conversation. I just want to, I want to move on. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's like it's unnecessary, and it, really it sets our minds. Sorry. Look, I'm not, and I'm
1: not saying that what people are experiencing with COVID are, isn't real. It is real for right. sure. But but here's what I know to be true, and here's what's true for me and all of my clients which is that in every challenge, there's opportunity. And all of my clients have managed to turn around and work less and make more money in the midst of COVID, as I have as well, because in every challenge, there's opportunity. And it's just how you look at it. you know. And right. that's, that's the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. In a fixed mindset, this is the way it is. This is what's going to happen right. as a result of that. There's really nothing that can be done. In a growth mindset, it's like, wow, how can we use this to to help us move forward? What, How can we offer something different to our clients that they really need at this time right now? How can we support our clients and our businesses in a completely different way? And, you know, that's just a, a really brief overview of the two. But so many people approach entrepreneurship with a fixed mindset rather than the growth mindset.
0: Yes. And do you feel like that's really why women probably don't do uh, the work-life balance is more because of just the, the mindset of yes. being a yes. 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 And, and I work
1: with really high achievers. So, so women who have a bias to action and, and I'll say there's you know, one other thing about that as well, which is is another impediment. But but they often put their businesses first over their families. And they're when they come to me, their families right. are really suffering as a result of that. And, and we really help turn that around so that they're they're giving the time that they want to their family, that they have time for themselves, for their own self-care, so that they're not, you know, running on empty all the time and they're growing their business besides. And it really is possible, and so much of it is a mindset. You know, there, there, there's something else, Paula, about that, which is that most women, and I will say that at least high achieving women, because those are my clients, we've learned how to create success from a masculine paradigm, which is about push, 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 do more, do more, do more, single minded, you know, goal oriented focus. And what I experience when women have that masculine dominant energy is that they tend towards burnout, stress, and exhaustion. And overwhelm. Mm -hmm. And when we Mm -hmm. help them shift and move and move more into their, the feminine qualities. And I'm not saying like you have to dress up or, you know, act like, you know, super feminine woman. It's about these innate qualities that we all have as women. And when women step more into that, trust their feelings more, lean into their wisdom and their intuition, you know, move more in the flow energy like so much energy gets liberated that they have to devote to the things that they love and want to do.
0: Right. Right. And I think, you know, it's even, you know, I struggle with things and you know, I get into a place where I'm a mom of small kids and you can get so focused on, I just can't do this. And, you know, and look, I mean, I think that, like you said, there are, there are real factors that we're all facing with today. Mm -hmm. And, but you have to change your, your mindset, you know, and when you're in a space of just stressed out, you'll just, nothing will go right that day. It just doesn't. For sure. For sure. You know? Yeah. And so, yeah, what you when think- in, so,
1: so going back to what you just said, when you're in state of, so that's one day, imagine being in a state of chronic stress. So if you're a state of right. chronic stress, and it isn't just one day, then
0: it's not nothing is going to go right today. It's going to be nothing's going to go right for months on end. Right. And I think that there are people that have so much potential. I mean, I even see it in my personal life. I see people who have so much potential, but they have these mindsets that, you know, that this is the way it works. This is how it is. And I can't do nothing about it. And it's just, I just, you know, I come across people that I can see so much more. I mean, to me, there's, they have so much more potential to be an entrepreneur versus even me. I'm like, wow, I mean, you should be doing, you know, something else. And their mindset, I mean, I have a friend for years that I think she should have went out on her own. And here you just, here, yeah, and Mm -hmm. And yeah. she just doesn't feel it. She she just lives in fear. And she's mm-hmm. so scared of not being able. She's also a single mom. I mean, not yep. in New yep. York, but in a place that's it's very expensive. And she's scared. And she lives in fear in the in those mindsets. And I mean it's sad to me because she has so much to offer, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I, sh- I don't think she'll listen to my podcast. Maybe I should give her a heads up because she'll know it's her. But it's, <laughs> You know, I got to be honest. I see people, a lot of women with potential um, that have a lot of fear in their life, you know, um, you're, you're really takes
1: some some amazing amounts of courage to leave a job that you're successful at and move into entrepreneurship. It really right. is a tremendous, courageous act that not everybody has the stomach for.
0: Yes. And I would say, you know, for me, I think I've worked in commission-based jobs for so long that I had before I started my solopreneurship. um, I did many things in my life, but a lot of it it basically was all sales. And so I come from a place of uh, you can't sell it. You can't, you're not going to make any money. So I don't know if that's why I have less fear. Because sometimes I'm like, I'm very, can be very messy entrepreneur, but I come probably from a place of doing, but that's another, that's a whole nother (laughs) conversation because doing doesn't always mean you're making money. doesn't mean you're always, it can mean you're busy. What do you think that kind of leads into, cause I was talking about this with a good friend about doers and people that you see that are very busy and you see their business from, you know, one year to five years and you're thinking they should be somewhere else. What do you think causes women entrepreneurs not to be able to scale their business?
1: Yeah, great question. And, and you did allude to it. You know, there's a difference between busy work and income producing activity. Yeah. So, so yeah. one of the things, you know, regardless of where women come to me, generally speaking, I work with six to seven plus figure, you know, uh, business owners. And when people come to me, regardless of where their business is on that scale, I will have them go back to the basics and do business foundational Principles because what I experience is that they hadn't done it right in the first place. And they're, Mm -hmm. it's like they built a business without a solid foundation. And so they built it on a house of cards. And so it's really hard to scale it because they're, they're not aligned with their vision. They're not aligned with their true why. They haven't dialed their ideal client in and they're all over the place. And there's just so (laughs) many other factors that are at play from which all your business is built on that they don't have clarity on they're not being this is a huge one they're not taking consistent action so they might be yes. very very busy but they're not taking the kind of action consistently that actually moves the dial forward
0: yes and i actually listened to i did a workshop about consistency about entrepreneurs and consistency and but, you know, the, I don't know what the failing rate was for startup companies, but it was pretty high. And I, it's you, really I listened high. To this, yeah. Yes. And I listened to the, the, I don't know. I did the first two days. Again, I was not consistent. It was a free workshop and I did it online. And it was interesting because really I do think there's a lot to consistency, but I'm also, that is in touch with, like you said, doers. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes you could be a doer, but that's not actually bringing value to your customer. That's not actually bringing the income. Nope. Nope. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's like, Everybody struggles with something, but I think a lot of us struggle, especially in the beginning, we struggle with similar things, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's very much so you can get caught up in the doing and there's things that I love to do. And I've said this, a good friend said this to me. And she says, you're volunteering for what? Yeah, I'm like, exactly. Well, volu-. exactly. They're like, Paula, what? You know, you, I thought you were working on this. And I'm like, well, I am, but I love this organization, you know? Yeah. yeah and and, and you're, you're speaking to what, what a lot of people do. I have this
1: one client yeah. in particular, and she's like trying, actually two clients who are trying to do like six different things at once. And I'm like, no, no, no. Focus on this one thing. That's it. Just focus yes. on this one thing. Do this one thing. When you get that one thing and you're kind of in cruise control, then add the second thing. But until then, yeah. you got to focus on the one thing because otherwise your energy is just too diffused. And I know a lot of people are multi-passionistas, you know, they, they right. have some, right? and, and I respect right. that. I yes. totally respect that you want to do yes. a lot of different things. But trying to do all, the, all those things at one time means you don't do any of them well. And so I'm not saying don't be a multi-passionista, but I'm saying focus on your one thing, maybe two things, do those really, really well. And once you have those down, you know, then I used to have a friend, um, at one point in time I homesteaded and I had a lot of farm animals, chickens, ducks, geese, guineas, and goats. And when I, oh, wow, I know man. it was crazy. I I can't imagine me doing this, but it was before I was coaching. And every time I'd add another animal, I would learn that animal and how that animal behaved, what its needs were, what it needed for me before I added the next animal. And I then, you know, started coaching. I actually sold my animals to a friend of mine who started a farm. And she decided, and I said this to her, add one animal at a time, give it at least a couple of months for you to get like into understanding what that animal needs before moving to the next one. And she got like... Horses, pigs, and goats all at the same time. And she was so overwhelmed and freaking out for months. And I think that that's a great analogy. She wasn't getting any sleep. They weren't doing well. This is a great analogy for business of like, you can't really do it all at the same time well unless it's dialed in. Right.
0: You know, I totally agree because you get caught up and then you, you know, you got six. I mean, I can sometimes have six or seven Zoom calls in a day and try to help homeschool my or virtual school my son. Right. And it just doesn't work, right. you know, because you're going back and forth. And like, I think you're also your point to you, you don't work after your son's finished with school. And I think that's a very uh, valid point because sometimes you're just not you can be busy, but maybe you're really not productive in what you need to be. So for those women solopreneurs that are, you know, looking to go to the next, they got them. Let me ask you Why is the, what women got women entrepreneurs where they are now? How can they get to the next level?
1: Yeah. So, so one of my, and, and you, you said this, you know, in my bio, what, what gets us to where we are, won't get us to the next level. And, right. and there's a reason. And it, and it goes back to why, of lottery owners end up losing all of their money within two to three years. It's they're broke at a higher bracket. They haven't up-leveled who they're being. And unless you change who you're being so that energetically you're in alignment, like I'm, I'm a total science geek, and um, you know, in quantum physics, we are zero zero no, I'm sorry, point zero 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 one percent matter, and the rest of us is energy, and everything around us is energy. It's the same thing. It's only point zero 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 one percent matter, and so when I look at your energy, like you have to have that energetic alignment to being the person you would be if you already had that successful business. And if you are not energetically aligned with that person, then no matter what strategy I gave you, no matter what systems I gave you, they would only marginally work at best because you are not being the person you need to be to have that successful business at next level. So it requires that you actually do personal development as you do business development. And, and so many people focus on the strategy end of it, but the strategy is only 20% of the answer. The other 80% is your psychology, your mindset, your state of being.
0: I actually really agree with you because I think that you really have to be aligned to what you're supposed to be doing, you know, and sometimes what you thought you were supposed to be doing is not totally you go down a different path. I think that, you know, people get caught up too. like I had a good friend who went from early 20s we graduated school together, started a small business with her mom in South Florida. And she did pretty, you know, did pretty well and things happen. And, you know, I don't think it ended up being, you know, what she really wanted to do. And it just didn't work when her mom got out of the business. And it was interesting because 10 or 15 years later, after she had, um, she went to law school and she became a lawyer, was a lawyer for many years. And she, after that, she went back and about two years ago, she decided to really do what she loved. And it was evident. And she, you know, she is very happy in the place that she's at and it's evident that her business is growing because she, this is what she was called to do. You yeah, know? So, yeah. so there's
1: two different things about that and and you hit on one very important one which is aligned with your purpose, aligned with your true vision, aligned yeah. with your true why and and I can totally relate to that because when I was a lawyer and I, and I finally got that executive vice president position, like the questions that I'd ask myself is this it? Is this all there is? Like I'd, I'd reached what my peers called the pinnacle of success and yet I was never more miserable. And I finally owned up that it was my parents' agenda to be a lawyer and it wasn't mine. And I had to create that much success before I finally knew that this wasn't my purpose in life. So that that's one piece of it. And then the second piece is even if you are loving what you're doing and you're passionate about your business, there's a different mindset that a $50,000 owner, business owner has than a $100,000 business owner, than a $250,000 business owner, than a half a million dollar business owner, and on and on and on. Each of those levels comes with a different, like, Who would like, if you're acting like a $50,000 a year business owner rather than a $50,000 a month business owner, then it's going to be hard for you to hit
0: the six figures. Right. You know, and that is totally right. And a lot of times you act out of fear that you can't get to that next step, you know? Yes. And that actually
1: only repels what you want. That fear actually only ends up repelling the opportunities that are really all around us, that depending on where, you know, where we are in our state of being, where we are in our mindset, whether we can see them or not, but they really are there all the time. And then I see it happen all the time with my clients, where all of a sudden they step into that next level of being and there's like major synchronicities and resources just start showing up for them.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. And I've heard that, you know, I've heard that a lot with people say to me that, you know, how did I, when I've asked other people, entrepreneurs, how did they fall into the business they're doing? And a lot of people say it kind of, you know, some of it, some of them don't say it, but some of them say kind of things just started falling into place and it it made sense. Exactly. Well, can you tell all of my listeners where they can find you and learn, or want, if they want to work with you, where can they find your website? How can they reach out to you? Sure, absolutely. Thanks. So they can find my
1: website at com, and that's A-L-A-I-N-A-S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z, So it's ElenaSchwartz.com. I also hang out quite a bit on LinkedIn. I write a lot of content on there. uh, So they can look me up, again, just by my name on LinkedIn as well. I'm also on Facebook. And so either one of those platforms. And if people want to reach out to me directly, they can either do it through my website. I also have an incredible freebie on my website that I offer. You know, it's, it's, a, it's essentially 10 tips on how to scale your business, but it really is meant for six figure business owners to scale to the next level, but it, it's a great resource. And then also they, if they want to reach out to me directly, people can reach out to start a conversation at support at ElenaSchwartz.com. And if I'm, I would love to offer your audience, you know, what I call a clarity call, no pitch at all, jump on a phone and talk about like next steps for you. It's like a 15, 20 minute conversation of just for me to help your audience of how can they move their business forward.
0: Oh, that is so you're so kind. Thank you, Elena. Thank you so much. I will definitely let those know and I will let my inner circle too know to listen to this podcast if they want to get that freebie for clarity. Well, it has been a pleasure to talk to you and I hope we can have another conversation soon. And I will also leave on my uh, podcast, I will leave your the website for everybody can be able to go to it and the information about the or no, I'll leave your website where they can go to your website to find about the ten hot tips to scale your business right. to the next right. six or seven figures. And who doesn't want that, right? I mean, <laughs> maybe I should be <laughs> right. Maybe I should be hiring you to give me more clarity, <laughs> for sure. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a restful weekend. Thank you, and you so I much. So I appreciate really appreciate it, on.
1: Paula. It's been fabulous being here with you.
0: Thank you so much.